again, everyone. It is time for Scope Herp Soccer. Scope Herp! An Orlando Pride podcast. This is episode number 14. And I am your host, Michael Citro, the founder and managing editor of TheMainland.com, an independent website that covers your Orlando Pride, as well as Orlando City, OCB, and all things soccer-related in the city. Beautiful. Joining me from Tallahassee, Florida, salmon griller extraordinaire, David Rowe. Dave, how you doing? I'm good. Uh, I'm going to have to wait to have that salmon because I want to make sure that our listeners do not miss out on Scoperp. So I'm going to wait. I'm going to eat later. I also have a question for you. Uh-huh. Can we have the pride only play top teams in the league? Usually that's a recipe for disaster, <laughs> but I'll allow it because uh, that has uh, been the secret to unlocking the best of the pride this year. Pride, of course, coming off a one nil victory over OL Reign. And that is another team above the playoff line. And yes, they were min- missing a lot of players due to the World Cup. And you know, nine regular you know, nine players are out, but they still had a lot of players who typically hurt Orlando. They've had Jess Fishlock, they had mm-hmm. uh, Bethany Balser, they had Elise Bennett. These are players that have had a lot of success against the Pride in the past. But the Pride, Dave, jumped out to a very energetic start in this game and really imposed their will early it was uh they, they were winning set pieces early they had one nearly went in went on off the post went off the post for that could have been an own goal on a set piece they won a few corners Haley McCutcheon had some chances from outside the box that she didn't put on frame but they had opportunities early and eventually did cash in in the 16th minute as Julie Doyle who was dangerous in this game won you know an early set piece and she served in a great ball for Messiah Bright to nod home, and that made it 1-0. And we'll still talk about the rest of the game, but that was all the scoring. That was all the scoring. And I'm going to get to uh, Messiah Brighton in a second because a, a excellent goal. But has Doyle been on fire since coming back from entry or what? Man. Yeah, it took her a couple games to really kind of settle back in and get get her fitness up and and kind of get into a rhythm, but she's definitely been a dangerous player has to be on the field for Orlando. And that kind of shows you what the pride were missing when she went out. She is mm-hmm. a player that her, her energy is infectious. It, it rubs off on everyone else. And if she's gets off to a good start, like she did in this game against OL rain, that is a thing that is just only going to make the pride better and better. Everybody kind of feeds off of that. And, and there were there were multiple opportunities early. This this game was one nil, but it could have been much more lopsided. Yeah, yeah, she is a absolute troublemaker, and um, you know, people who have listened to uh, the the mainland podcast uh, in the past, and and even somewhat here on Scoperp, know that I'm I'm a big fan of hers. Uh, usually, when she puts the uh, hair up in the little uh, you know knobbies, but uh, the <laughs> the the double. Uh, or the pigtails were working too. Yeah. So double braided you know, pigtail, uh, pigtails were working the, the, uh, peppy long stocking look. Yeah. Yeah. That w- <laughs> look, I, I, as long as I, I feel it's a Samson thing, as long as nobody cuts her hair, uh, she's going to be awesome. But no, it, the pride, like you say, they came out, they were, they were the aggressor, um, you know, to steal Oscar Pereja's, uh, you know, phrasing, they were the protagonist, mm-hmm. um, 
against OL Reign. And yeah, you know, we mentioned it last week that they needed to take advantage of the fact that uh, some of these teams are missing players and they went out and they did just that. Yeah, the same teams that used to take advantage of the pride missing a bunch of players. Uh, and, you know, Laura Harvey, no matter where she's coached in the past, has always been a difficult her teams have always been difficult for the pride to beat. And so to get mm-hmm. a win over the rain, fantastic. Get a win over Laura Harvey and only the second win in franchise history over the rain. There, there have been a lot of draws, but the rain have also won several games. Yeah. So, I mean, nice to, nice to get one in the W column. Um, not that, but a, a second, uh, victory in a row, which, um, does not happen often. I mean, it's, it happened once, Previously this season, uh, where they they won, uh, funny enough, they scored three goals against San Diego and then uh, won the next uh, home match one nil, and they scored three goals at Washington and then won this match one nil. Yeah, the the big blow to the rain in this game was the loss of Jess Fishlock, who left the game officially in the twenty third minute. She went down a couple of minutes before then, but. That's a playmaker that you can't be without. And, you know, she's an international star as well, but her mm-hmm. her country didn't make the World Cup, so she's able to stay and help her teammates. And and that's kind of one of the things that I thought was going to be good about Haley Bugea because she's a Malta international. I thought this is a player whose national team is not going to be playing in a lot of these big tournaments, but uh it, it turned out that she she wasn't able to crack the lineup and and, and eventually moved on. But you know, Fishlock going out certainly hurt OL Reign's chances of coming back in this game and and getting mm-hmm. something out of it out of it. And you don't want to ever see anybody get hurt, but uh, at the same time, you're you got a one nil lead and they just lost their leader and best playmaker. Feeling pretty decent at that point. Yeah, yeah, especially with the way the Pride were playing. So, I mean, if it was a, you know, a, a lucky goal, you know, that they had on, you know, against the run of play and, um, you know, they weren't they weren't doing the things that they were doing, then you might feel a little bit uh, worse about it. But that's not the case. They were, I wouldn't say they're dominating, but they, I mean, they had, you know, more shots, more shots on target, uh, more corners, more crosses. I mean, they, I guess they, in effect, were dominating. Yeah, I, I, I mean, all you got to do is look at the shot total to see, like how this game went. Uh, Orlando tripled up more than tripled up on OL range shots, sixteen to five. Tripled the shots on goal, six to two. Uh, th- this was, I think, a dominating performance. The, you know, the rain only passed at sixty-seven percent. That's that's not very good. Um, that's rough. And you know. OL Rain had more possession, but a lot of it was just misguided, uh, not misguided, but uh, um, possession without purpose. It was just trying to trying to build something, but really not creating a whole lot of danger out of it. Right. Yeah, it was. Um, you know, that's why I corrected mid sentence. It was it was a dominating performance. And, and uh, you know, if. The pride are missing Marta and Adriana who are two big playmakers and to still score four goals over the last two matches uh, in big part, thanks to Doyle um, that speaks, that speaks well of the possibilities going for once those two players return. Yeah, for sure. And with, with Doyle and bright 
playing well. You know, you've, you've already got some of your young players playing well. You've got some of the veterans that have kind of not quite gotten it going. Erica Timrak, I think, in this game had, you know, did some good things, but she still sort of isn't the player kind of that we hoped we would see from her at times. Um, you know, no Marta, no Adriana. Um, you're still getting really not much in the way of offense from Caria Bello. She had a good, you know, good chance in this game, but wasn't able to put it away. Uh, but at the same time, you love the clean sheets. You love the way that the the back line is playing. You love the way the defensive midfielders are playing and, and shielding that back line. Um, Madrill and Montefusco have been getting things done. And, you know, quietly, I think in this game, you know, the fullbacks were were good in, t- in terms of everything was kept wide. The crosses were coming in. They weren't very accurate necessarily. And... You know anything that went in the in the box was basically handled by the center backs and Morehouse and and again a shout out is fantastic because all you need is one if you get get the other team to not score any. Exactly right. Um, look, this was a, a full team um, performance. Uh, everybody contributed. There, you know. I'm not saying everybody was perfect. You know, that's almost never happens, but this was a good, uh, good team performance from a pride squad that fortunately is not very depleted because of the, uh, world cup. Um, they, and we're going to get to it. They've, you know, they've got some challenge cup, uh, stacked up matches, uh, for the world cup break, which I think is actually going to help them, but, uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, so again, no, no real, um, no second goal, and weren't able to kind of put the put the dagger in. But at the same time, they they did what they needed to do, see it out. Uh, Ali Watt came in and, and gave some energy. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, like you said, a complete team victory. Um, not a lot of star uh, power, I guess. You know, other than you know, on the goal with Doyle and Bright. Bright now has. Uh, with four goals on the season to lead all rookies in the NWSL. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, and, you know, she's getting a little bit more playing time just because of the the, the break. And, you know, who knows what she'll do. Um, yeah, the next couple matches are Challenge Cup. But still, uh, every goal that she scores in whatever competition is just going to further her confidence and, and help the pride down the stretch. I like that. I like helping the pride down the stretch. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, one nil at the half, obviously one nil at the end of the game. Um, it was, uh, it was interesting seeing Phoebe McLernan play in this game as well. Former pride mm-hmm. player. Yep. Um, she was, she was not, um, it's kind of surprising that she hasn't been able to sort of, well, I mean, on a team as good as OL rain, you know, you don't, necessarily expect her to win a starting job but i thought she could have started here yeah i would have i would have thought so too but um you know we're we're not in charge of ol rain so we don't get to make those decisions <laughs> and um but yeah it was it was it's always a little bit odd seeing you know somebody in your head that you think of as a pride player on the opposite team yeah uh so i mean i don't know we, we already really went down the stats um you know the substitutions came on we're able to help out to see out the game this was um a game that the pride played cleanly 
no yellow cards, no bookings at all for the pride. They had uh, they only committed nine fouls in this game. And we've seen games that have gone not only not only uh, I mean the other direction, like the rain had 12 fouls to to Orlando's nine. We've seen it actually much more lopsided now. We've seen games where it was like 15 for the pride and like five for the other team. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, um, uh, and I'm not going to attribute that to, uh, you know, the, the referees suddenly, you know, (laughs) not hating on Orlando, but maybe just the, the quality of the play is getting a little bit better. Uh, Yeah. They're, they're still not in the playoffs. Uh, they're not above the line right now. I know I'm, I'm, you know, nobody here is getting, is, is getting too excited or saying that this is absolutely a team that's going to make the playoffs or anything like that. But when they play well, that's what we tell you that they played well. And they, when they play poorly, we tell you that too. But, and in this match, they played well. And if they can continue to grow and, and those young players continue to get time on the field, that you know, as, as the season wears on and if they're able to make the playoffs, all that experience might help. Yeah. I think that this is a team, Dave, that it, they're going to, they're, they're doing just well enough to stay in the playoff conversation for now. Mm-hmm. If they get on a run, they could make the playoffs. Uh, but to do that, what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to avoid those games where they get back on their heels and defend deeply and don't clear the ball out of their boxes on crosses and that kind of thing. We see far too much of that. And I think what really helps this team is when they're able to press. And I think that we'll talk about one of the new signings in a bit, but I think one of the, you know, the newest signing is one of those players that can help with depth and help with the press. And I think when this team can press and, and make the other team uncomfortable in their own half, that's when they're successful. It's when they give up too much of the ball that's when they they tend to uh, and and they don't win it back and they allow teams to get comfortable in their half of the field. That's when they still struggle and they're still that that old pride team that you know well frankly wasn't very good. Right, and that I think that speaks to what we saw in this match was you know we mentioned that they 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 were the aggressor they were the protagonist they were they were on the front foot and when they're doing that um, effectively then they're able to manage a game. Um, if something goes wrong and um, like you say, if if somebody is pressing too hard and they collapse back in, that's when trouble occurs. Yeah. Now, the second half, um, Allie Watt came in pretty early for Julie Doyle, just past the hour mark. The visitors tried to make some changes and, and try to get back in the game. They made a change at the half. Shea Holmes came on for Sam Hyatt. They made some changes just past the hour mark, but really didn't get anything going. And then at the end, that allowed uh, Seb Hines to make some defensive substitutions, uh, put some fresh legs out there. Celia came on. Jordan Listro came on. Brianna Martinez got a, a rare appearance. And so that was um, that enabled the pride to hold on and win this thing 1-0. And I know that this is not, the the full strength uh, full strength ol rain this thing might have looked a little different but the way orlando played I, I think that even with full strength 
OL rain, this was going to be a game that Orlando could have gotten something from. Well, and if you if you accept the fact that you know OL, OL rain would be full strength, and you're accepting that uh, the pride would be as well with Adriana yeah. and and Marta, and that and that might you know even things out, and you might still be looking at a one one nil victory. Yeah. Um, we don't we don't know. It doesn't matter. You can only play the team in front of you, and they did it well. Yeah. Now uh, it's time for us, Dave, to pick a player of the match. I think we're probably going to be unanimous in this, but here's some of the players that played well. I, I thought that again, Julie Doyle had the assist. Well, she was a, an energy giver. She was causing problems. Saya Bright obviously scored the goal. Got six shot attempts off. Got three of them on target. Uh, Carrie Abello, who I've been very critical of, Carrie Abello. She's still lacks the sharpness you'd like her to have uh, in, in the attacking third, but she did manage to get four shots, you know, off in this game. Two of them were on target. So maybe she's starting, starting to dial in a little bit. So those are, are some of the players who played well. And also the defenders played well in uh, obviously anytime you, you keep a clean sheet, you, you, you have to credit the defensive midfielders, the back line and the goalkeeper. Correct. So who you got for player of the match? Um, I, I'm going to go with Messiah Bright for player of the match, um, with an honorable mention to Doyle, just because of, uh, the, uh, the assist and the, um, and the energy, but, uh, I gave Doyle <laughs> player of the match last week. So I'm going to go ahead and give it to Messiah this week. She did get, you know, she got a good header on frame, you know, put the pride ahead. And like you said, it, it wasn't her only, uh, shot or shot on goal. Yeah, uh, that was a heck of a heck of a header. That was uh, very powerful, and yeah, the marking was very lackadaisical on that play. But uh, she still got onto the ball and made the play. And uh, I will, I will echo your selection of Messiah Bright because who are we to go against all of Twitter who voted Messiah Bright Player of the Week for the NWSL? Man, that's just I, I don't know what to do with that. That's that's incredible. Yeah, not bad for a rookie. Not bad, rookie. Not bad. All right, the future is bright at forward for uh, for Messiah Bright and for the Orlando Pride. And uh, now we will turn our attention to, uh, like you said, the Challenge Cup games uh, are coming up. There are four of them in a row. The last mm-hmm. four Challenge Cup games. One of the things that we had not mentioned on this podcast. Uh, when we were doing some of these podcasts was we were talking about the game that was played and not talking about the games that were not played, which both were against Gotham. And the first one of those was postponed because of the uh, air quality, the the air quality from the, the fires in Canada uh, was mm-hmm. affecting the, the New York metropolitan area to the extent that they couldn't play that game safely. And then the second challenge cup game against Gotham here in Orlando also postponed this time because there were weather issues and travel issues for Gotham FC and that wasn't going to be fair for them to, you know, they weren't barely going to be able to make it into, um, into Orlando in time to play the game. And and that was, that was no good. It's nobody's fault, but uh, just weird that it was both challenge cup games against the same opponent. I mean, if you're scared to play the pride, just say you're scared. (laughs) <laughs> got the orlando flu that's right all right um dave the uh 
Pride, of course, now won two in a row against good teams, as you mentioned. Challenge game, Challenge Cup games coming up. We're going to talk uh, about the Challenge Cup a little bit and uh, and what Orlando might do now with the shakeup and the timing of these games. And we're also going to talk about a new signing for Orlando in the uh, in the attack. So in addition to the attack. We're also going to get to our Scoperp Soccer mailbag box, which everybody loves, and we're oh, going to yeah. do we're going to do all of those things right after this. And we're back, Dave. Let's talk a little bit about the Challenge Cup because the pride in, in this competition, because when it was being played in the normal run of the schedule. Uh, these games were midweek games and the pride not being a terribly deep team did a lot of rotation, got a lot of younger players involved and they want to build that culture to where everybody is ready in case somebody goes down. The next player can be, uh, can step right in and fill that hole. Problem is that the players that were doing that weren't doing it very well. Um, you know, it, 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 it's just a fact of, when you have a team that doesn't have great depth or uh, as as good a quality backing up the starters as as some of the other teams, you know it can look pretty bad uh, when it gets out there, especially when these players aren't playing regularly. So that now they're not only being asked to be sharp, but they're being asked to be sharp with other players who are also not sharp and and are also not playing a lot of minutes. And you know, in a lot of cases, they're playing against a mixture of starters and and reserves from other teams. But now that these games are all going to be one, two, three, four with no other games in between, this presents Seb Hines and his team with possibility of just going for it. There there's nobody really running away with this thing. They've got four games in a row. If they play their best players and take advantage of the, of the international break, they might end up, being able to make some noise and possibly advance out of the group stage. Yeah. So like you said, when they were midweek and they were all kind of, you know, just plopped into the, the midst of the regular schedule, it didn't make sense for Seb uh, in his first full year as head coach to, um, to honestly, to focus on it. I mean, I, I think both you and I thought that, you know, yeah, throw the kids out there, Focus on the regular season, you know, build your club, do the things that you want to do. That's the smart move. But now the smart move might be to go ahead and put your strongest uh, players out there because, you know, we're looking uh, July 23rd. So they've got a little bit of rest before and then Mm -hmm. six days later on the 9th, uh, July 29th, August 4th, August 9th. And then you've got a 11 day break before the regular season comes back in after that fourth match. Why not go for it? Um, here's, yeah, the, the potential downside. Okay, somebody gets hurt. The potential upside is that when the regular season comes back in, because you have some of these other teams that will not be playing as many Challenge Cup matches because they didn't have them delayed. Other than, you know, Gotham, who had the same, <laughs> right. But, you know, other than Gotham, everybody else is not going to have the same amount of matches. You might have a, a squad that is has played consistently without it being, you know, uh, you know, games on top of each other. And if you're playing well going into that, which the pride are, you can maintain that momentum 
And if, if you can do that, get through those challenge cup match, you know, maintain your physicality, your, uh, you know, your 90 minute, um, stamina, and then you come out the other side and right back into the preseason, you just keep rolling on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that it will give it these, the starters will need to play in some of these games anyway, because that's how you keep them fit and you keep them sharp. You, know, you can't just sit them down for a few weeks while yeah. the backups play all these games. So I think this is an opportunity because, and then, you know, when you think that Orlando's done well against good teams, well, got to play Gotham twice in there. Got to play North Carolina. There's a chance to make some real noise. You know, you get a few wins in there and you can be right back in the conversation for potentially getting out of the group. And if you, if you, you know, if this team could do that, I think it would be a huge confidence builder for them. I, I don't know that they can go on and win the competition uh, when everybody's back um, from the world cup, but, uh, stranger things have happened. Get yourself there in a in an elimination round, and you know, good things can happen. Yeah, the the oddities of of weather and fires and everything else have set the pride up with an opportunity that they would not have had normally. Yeah, um, because like I say, you and I were like, yeah, blow it off. Um, you know, stick the kids in there, let them get the experience, but don't worry about the cup. Well, maybe worry about the cup a little bit now. Yeah, you don't have to grind your starters down to nubs from running their legs off in those midweek games now because they're going to be spaced out properly. So, yep, go after it. It's like I say, it it could not have worked out better for Seb and the Pride. Yeah. All right, uh, Dave. There's a new Pride player on the way. We, we talked about last week. Rafaela has uh, has joined the Pride on the defensive end. Pride added a veteran attacker this past week, and that is Argentine international forward Mariana Larroquette. And this is a player who has played in the league before with Kansas City. She played on a bad Kansas City team before they, you know, built up their team and turned the corner and, and got it going. They, I don't even think they weren't even the current yet. They were just Kansas City NWSL team <laughs> at that point. Right. Right. Um, not a prolific scorer, but this is a player who I think can give the team some energy and experience, maybe help set up some goals and maybe score a few herself, you know, have have the veteran presence, have a little bit of composure, maybe add a few goals to the offense and like maybe even more importantly, help with the press, help take the ball away, help make the other team uncomfortable so that Orlando can get some transition opportunities find Messiah Bright and Julie Doyle in space and Ali Watt and, and Adriana and those players. So Lara Kett is obviously not available till after the world cup. Um, Argentina might be one of those teams that doesn't go far in the tournament. So she might actually get back here before the Brazilians. Yeah, absolutely. And if she does, that's great. It'll give her a little time to uh, get acclimated to the new club. And hopefully be able to hit the ground running once uh, the World Cup is done, you know, gets a few minutes and maybe some of the later Challenge Cup matches if she makes it back, you know, by that time. Uh, regardless, you know, this is a, uh, you know, we often say, especially in regard to Orlando City, we would love to have a, uh, a um, you know, a veteran striker to come in and, and help out. Um, you know, not necessarily be the person, but um, to provide all the things that a veteran can provide. And that's what this signing is. Um, I, 
I, I, there's, I don't know that there's a downside, and especially if she can, if she can provide more assists than than goals. I'll be perfectly happy. Yeah, this is a player that's not an outright striker, more of a winger, and um, you know, a player that I think, if nothing else, makes the team. It it, it improves the team's depth. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, so if she can be in, you know. Or Marta or Adriana and um or and or out there at the same time taking some of the heat off of them uh because she has to be accounted for, then that that helps. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, you know, good signing. Um, it's not one of those world beating signings, but um, you know, when you have a team that's pretty young and some of the backups are, you know, we, we've seen how they've played in some of these uh, challenge cup games doesn't hurt to gain depth in a, in a key position. So, cause you never know when somebody might go down and you're going to need that person to start for a few games. So a uh, mm-hmm. good pickup for the pride. We are uh, looking forward to Mariana getting here and seeing how she fits into the squad, seeing how she helps the team. Dave, I think the only order of business because there are, are no games for the pride until the 23rd. I think the only thing we have left to do is to take a look in our mailbag box. Oh, well, Michael, I love the mailbag box. Well, that's good. And I think this week we might actually have some questions, but uh, there's a couple of ways that you can actually ask us anything here on Scoperp Soccer and Orlando Pride Podcast. You can email us at themainland at gmail.com. And remember to spell Maine like a lion's mane, M-A-N-E, themainland at gmail.com. And uh, just throw Scoperp in the subject line so we'll know why you're writing to us and that's one way you can also hit us up on either at the mainland or at scoperp soccer on twitter and use the hashtag ask scoperp and ask your question that way so there's there's a couple of ways you can do it you can also go to the scoperp soccer web page on the mainland.com and there's a little form you can fill out to ask a question that way so you can ask us about the pride you can ask us about the nwsl or the u.s women's national team or something not even soccer related. So there's a, the, the sky's the limit. You just, whatever's on your mind, we will happily give you an answer and there's a chance it could be the correct answer. Yeah. There's always a chance. Um, we make no promises other than you'll get an answer. You will get an answer. You will, you will get our, our best effort at giving you the right answer. And sometimes it might work out and other times, maybe not so much. Yeah. All right. Uh, there is not one in the Gmail. I just checked again. Nothing in the Gmail, but I'm pretty sure we have something in Twitter. We do indeed have one on Twitter, and that's from a friend of the pod, Brandy, mm-hmm. who uh, says, a, a counter question yours, since A League of Their Own is my favorite sports movie, if we could wave a magic wand and make it about women's soccer instead, uh, as you makes a little side note here and says, don't try to make it make too much sense. Which team would replace the peaches, which was the, uh, um, main team, uh, racing and which players slash coaches would you cast in the various roles of the movie? Maybe we'll inspire a new women's soccer film. This is in response, of course, to our asking about, um, women's soccer movies, because we were, we were asking for some, and still the only ones we've gotten were Bennett like Beckham. Uh, we haven't gotten. Um, 
I actually do have some 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 other things to contribute after we uh, answer this. Okay. So. so Brandy's question. So the Peaches were Dottie's team. Uh, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie. Um, Dottie's team, Gina Davis's team. Um, and she wants to know what team would replace the Peaches. Yes. What team in the NWSL would replace the Peaches if this were about soccer? Correct. I mean, you're, let's let's think about this because the Peaches were a talented team, kind of coached by someone who wasn't all that interested in doing anything except pick up a paycheck, at least early on. Um, that's tough because I know Seb isn't here just to collect a paycheck. I can't, I'm trying to think of somebody around the league that's there just to collect a paycheck. I, I'm overthinking it. Um, I'm going to go with, I'm just going to say, look, they were a talented team. So probably the Portland Thorns. But as you will recall, uh, they lost a very pivotal game in that to a, to a lesser team. So maybe that lesser team that pulls the upset could be the pride. Yes, that's. I was thinking right along those lines as well. I was thinking the thorns, um, and as much as I would like uh, the pride to be the protagonist, um, it, it does make more sense for it to be to be Portland. Uh, now, that doesn't limit us to. Um, you know, we don't have to do a whole hog there. We can choose different players and mm-hmm. um, and coaches and whatnot to to fill in the gaps here. True. Now, um, so. The second part of the question, remind me what that was again. It was something about casting. Sure. Which, yeah, which players slash coaches would you cast in the various roles of the movie? Okay, so if the movie is staying as is, yeah. So you you'll have that you know that type of coach. You'll have um, you know the the Gina Davis type. You'll have the the Rosie O'Donnell, the uh, Madonna, uh-huh. um, the Lori Petty. You know who who right. are, who are those? I don't. I the coach would probably have to be somebody that comes from like men's soccer and is just picking up a paycheck, but then he discovers that he really cares and. and yeah, it would absolutely have to be that. Yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah, so I'm gonna say, hmm, it got to be a bit fiery too. <laughs> say Jose Mourinho. <laughs> 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 a broken down, heavily drinking <laughs> Jose Mourinho takes the job. He's on his last okay. his last chance. He's called in his last favor, and he's just picking up his check. And then he realizes, "Hey, I have something to offer." And these people are are athletes, and they're trying hard. And I'm going to go ahead and coach them. It's are Josie you crying? <laughs> are you crying? There's no crying in soccer. Yeah, there's no crying in soccer. All right, so let's just do the, <laughs> the the main cast. Who is the who's Madonna? Who's the one that's like just just uh, kind of yes has some ability, but also is is just kind of out there, you know, flashing the looks. Um, I and this is not a, a disparaging at all. I mean, is it is it Alex Morgan? Uh, I mean, maybe, but I think she's too good. Yeah, uh, and that's why I didn't want it to sound disparaging. Yeah, Um, I mean, it's if you're trying to pigeonhole people into these these uh, 
you know, it's not like, going to be perfect. Like Marla is someone who was famously in the movie really good at the game, but not a looker. So I don't even want to go there. And no, definitely role. not. That's a bad, Absolutely that's not. a bad idea. Um, who's kind of the loud rah, rah, um, person, uh, that on the team, because that would be the, the Rosie O'Donnell role. Um, Rapino. She's out there. She's loud. Yeah. I don't know. I was thinking, but that's not Portland. If we're casting Portland as the peaches. Well, I, did, I was going to say, I don't know that we had to limit ourselves, but well, okay, we don't, we can name somebody on the pride though. If we want like who's. Well, then it's got, I mean, it's got to be Doyle, right? Uh, yeah, it could be. Or Ali Watt. Ali Watt also is kind of like a rah, rah, you know, big cheery True. type person. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm go- I'm I'm drawing a blank, but we're going. We're, I think we're going too deep down the rabbit hole. We are definitely we are definitely <laughs> going too deep down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Suffice to say that this is an excellent question that um, we probably should have given more thought to, um, and uh, and so, and I don't want to throw it back on Brandy because um, she's obviously she came up with this. But yeah. you know, if any other listeners want to chime in, uh, and you can do it there's the tweets out there. You can go in and, and put your own uh, thoughts in there. And who, yeah. who would you, who would you cast? And and I'll, I'll think about it and I'll throw some stuff out there too. Yeah. Now your, your Dottie is someone who is somebody who's really good at the sport and a veteran. I would like, I would maybe have said Sophia Smith, but she's a veteran um, rather than a young player. So yeah. I don't know. A veteran that's Sarbron? Maybe Christine Sinclair. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Because Gina Davis is tall and and so is Sinclair. That's a real good one. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we gave it a try anyway. Yeah, we gave it the old, uh, we we gave it more effort than um, the Tom Hanks character did initially. So that's true. That's true. All right, Brandy, thank you so much for that. That was a fun question. It was just, Sometimes they're really hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And again, we don't, we don't promise a great answer, just an yeah. answer. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Brandy, for the question. Is that everything in Twitter then too? Double checking. I believe it is. And yeah, that is it. But still great, great to ask go perp there. Yeah. All right. One more look in the Gmail. Yeah. Nothing new has come in. Thank you for everyone who sends in questions and uh, especially Brandy this week has done it. And we, we do appreciate uh, adding your questions to the mailbag box. Again, you don't have to ask about soccer. You can ask about anything. And uh, if you want your questions in, do we have a new one? The late arrival? No, but uh, it's kind of along the lines. Um, uh, Our good friend, uh, Luis Hernandez had, uh, he texted me some stuff um, and okay. I'm going back to, to find the ones that he uh, threw out there. So let's see. Um, there was dare to dream the story of the U S women's uh, soccer team. It was a TV movie from. Oh, I see. You're giving me more, uh, more options. Women's soccer. Women's yes. soccer TV. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And, and movies. Um, and of course, there was a movie about the 99ers. I think it was called the 99ers. Yeah. Was that a uh, documentary or a, or a feature film? 
I think it was a documentary. Okay. Um, I love documentaries for sure. Oh yeah, me too. Um, there's another one called LFG and I'm going to assume everybody knows what the, uh, that's an abbreviation for. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that's about the U S women's national team. mm -hmm. Um, this is football. Um, I haven't seen that. It's a question mark. Um, so anyway, there's, there are some other ones out there. Uh, and I, I thank Luis for, um, you know, bringing them to my attention. I, I love that he listened to that and went and did a little research for us. That was, that was very kind of him, but clearly we need a, a women's version of victory, for example, or something like that. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it takes place at a, uh, women's prison. Yeah. Maybe that's like longest yard kind of thing. Yeah. Do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't know that, that you know, we want to go behind uh, German lines. Yeah. Not anymore. Um, yeah. So thank you for everybody who made suggestions and, um, yeah, at some point we'll have to go and watch Bennett like Beckham because I still haven't done that. Yeah. It's been, I, I know I saw it, but it's been years. All right. Again, if you want to get your questions in for any episode of Scope Herp Soccer, you can do that by emailing us at the mainland at gmail.com. You can also do it by hitting us up on Twitter at either at the mainland or at Scope Herp Soccer and using the hashtag Ask Scope And uh, you can also go to the Scope page of the mainland.com and fill out the form. So, a lot of ways you can do it. We'd love to hear from you. Please give us a shout and. Uh, ask us uh, anything anything at all yeah all right dave well without a game to prepare for this weekend uh that frees us up a little bit to uh to go ahead and call it a show episode 14 is is in the book so we of course would love it if folks would go and give us a five-star rating on whatever podcast app you get this show from you know, if you have the ability to rate and review it, please give us a rating and review. If you do it on Apple Podcasts, we will read your five-star review on the show, and we might even put it on our webpage for Scope Herp Soccer. We would love to have more content there. So, you know, basically, I'm asking you, get them in. You might have your name on our webpage in perpetuity uh, if you if you give us a nice little five-star review on uh, on Apple Podcasts. Yeah, that would be really cool, not only for us, but hopefully for you as well. Yeah, I think everybody wins in that situation. It costs nothing. It is very short, doesn't take much of your time. So there's really no reason not to if you if you think about it. No, uh, there's, there's not. I mean, look, I'm not saying that your time's not worthwhile, but this is a worthwhile uh, use of your time. So for 30 seconds, maybe of your time out of your day, you could get a mention on this podcast and you could get your name on our website. And, and we would uh, almost certainly take more than 30 seconds in doing so. Yeah. So we would be spending more of our time than you spent of yours. And that's just, that's a great return on investment there. Yeah, absolutely. Can't, uh, can't do much better than that. All right, let's get on out of here. We would uh, invite people to, first of all, thank you for listening to episode 14. We would love it if you'd go to themainland.com and read our coverage and like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. You can follow Dave on Twitter at Mainland Dave. Follow me at Mainland Michael. Follow the Mainland at the Mainland and follow Scope Perp Soccer at Scope Perp Soccer. 
all of that's pretty easy. Yeah, I, I've done it. And if I've done it, <laughs> if I've done it, I guarantee the listeners can do it. Yeah. And even better, they can probably go share it with others and allow them to do it as well. Yeah. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast, download it every week. Even if you don't have time to listen to it, that helps us and uh, share it with your friends, pass it along to others. Uh, we would love to build our community. It's uh, it's only 14 episodes in, but we are very, very hopeful to build a strong pride podcast community here. And, uh, you know, maybe we can do some fun things like have uh, like get together for watch parties and things like that. We, uh, we don't know. Sky's the limit. We've we've just we're just getting started. Yeah. So get in on the ground floor. Yeah. Be one of the first. You know, that way you can like pull that card, you know, later, like two or three years down the down the pike, you can say, I've been listening since the beginning of this show. Yeah, I've yeah, I've put my time in newbie. I'm an OG Scoperp subscriber. Exactly. My name is on the webpage for Scope Burp Soccer because I wrote a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And it'll make you cooler. Yeah. Or at least it should make you feel cooler anyway. Well, we'll think you're cooler. We will definitely think you're cooler, but uh, two middle-aged white guys thinking you're cool. It's a double-edged I like to th- <laughs> <laughs> I like to think that we're two nice middle-aged white guys yeah well i'm nice or not still <laughs> maybe we're not <laughs> that's the epitome fair. of cool that we once were or at least imagined ourselves to be oh well, that's absolutely for sure yeah all right thanks everybody for listening that'll do it for episode 14 and there's only one thing left to do um before we go though i just want to remind you we will be back next week even though there's no game next week maybe We'll have a special guest for you. Mm-hmm. And of course, if you are a founder, you will find out uh, in advance who that is and be uh, able to potentially ask a question for that guest. So you know who you are, founders. We do appreciate all of our mainland founders from our GoFundMe that we had in, in March. Um, that's it. Only thing left to do is to say, go pride, scope herp. <laughs>